0: Yes, people, it is Friday, which means, hey, it's a news day on Chin Check, people. We look about everything that's going on, check in with the weigh-ins for Saturday's first UFC event of the year and our NFL predictions. So, sit back, relax, and let's get things popping off. So Friday night sees LFA return with their first card of the year at um, LFA 97. but there will be um, something different about the broadcast and that will be the Pat Milich who's um yeah one of their you know basically constants. On the announcing team He will not be present Now they, they, We've heard two different Sides of things So Miletic has said that he's been fired um, LFA have said that There's an investigation going on Which would kind of make you you know, Believe that This is just a temporary thing but we don't actually know right so it all stems from uh, militich attending the um, gosh what would you call it um the uh, demonstrations in washington uh the other week now militich he um he put a statement on uh, instagram to kind of uh, lay out this situation, um, I just want to let you guys know that I just got a call from the folks at the LFA and they basically informed me that they were getting a lot of pressure because I was at the capital. Um, I want you guys to know that the people I walked with at the capital, none of them that I know of were involved in any of the violence, I walked with white people, black people, a lot of Chinese people who escaped communist China, who are for freedom it was across the board, it was people of different races and religions, but The LFA was getting a lot of pressure, and unfortunately, they felt they needed to distance themselves from me. Which, hey, I understand their position. I love all those guys. Ed Soros and Sven Bean, Mark Beria, and everybody. I love them. But the price of freedom is going to be heavy, guys. Me losing my job is part of the pain. Even the people that pressured the LFA to get rid of me, I'm doing my best to fight for your freedom. So, um yeah, that's what, uh, you know, Miletic had to say about the situation. Now, LFA, they um, issued their own statement. So they said, first and foremost, the LFA supports the participation of... Of the constitutional rights to peaceful protest LFA officials said in a statement um, During preparations for the 2021 debut broadcast It was brought to the LFA's attention That photos of questionable nature Serviced on several social media outlets involving fight analyst Pat militich. While the LFA continues to investigate the situation, the decision was made to remove Mr. Miletic from the broadcast duties for this Friday's LFA 97 event. So, um, yeah. I mean, I haven't seen any of these said photos. I mean, I, the one photo I did see is just Militich standing with, um, you know, two or three people, um, just posing for a camera shot, which, you know, no, nothing crazy about that, right? So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see, uh, you know, what comes of this, if Militich is really, you know, fired for good. Or if, yeah, it was a temporary, temporary thing, I mean, I I don't know, it's an odd one, right? Because I don't think it takes forever to hit up, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, I don't know, what other social media platforms really are there? TikTok? I don't even know, right? So... You know, with search functions and all of that, I'd have thought it'd be pretty simple just to be, like, Pat Militich and go through any photos that are there, right? And if you're not seeing anything bad, chances are there's nothing bad, you know, because if there was some dodgy stuff, it would be shared, right? Everyone would be Retweeting, reposting All of that business So if that's not happening It's probably fine You know So um, yeah, I think going on a protest There's not really an issue Look, y- you might not be um, You know, down for the things that are getting protest But, hey we're free to protest, right, and if someone can do a job, and they does that job well, their beliefs and all of that, as, you know, as long as it doesn't, you know, bleed into the workplace, hey, it should be no one's real business, you know, you treat people well at work, you know, you you're studious. You're um, you know, sociable, and uh, you're sociable. You means you don't have to hang out for hours after work. But you know, you're you're you treat your colleagues well, right? As long as that's going on, what you do at the weekends, it you know, it's, that's down to you. You know, so yeah, I I, I hope that you know, like, this isn't a thing, and, you know, Miletic does get to keep his job, because it seems that, yeah, he didn't do anything wrong, now, if he did, yeah, that of course, like, because, you know, whatever you're protesting against, there, there's no call for hitting people or, you know, looting or anything like that, if you, you know, regardless of the cause, if you're doing any of that, you're not really there for the protest, you know what I mean, that, that, I I think that's pretty clear, so yeah, if you weren't involved in any of that craziness, then, yeah, he, he should keep his job. So um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see, because it should be cleared up by the next event. If it's not, I don't know what they're doing. But um, yeah, you know, it'll be good to see um, what they find, and if they find nothing, I hope they put out statements and make it clear. You know, and it's not just oh, Pat's back. You know what I mean? I think you need to issue statements and all of that. But um, yeah, we'll see. You know, we will see um what happens. And I'm wondering who they get to replace him, um for uh, for tonight's show. You know, I will uh, have to check that one out as well. Hopefully, but um, yeah, there you go, people. So, one bit of kind of news that isn't seeming to go away is Conor McGregor's supposed possible fight with, um, oh my god, what the fuck is the dude's name? Uh, my mind is just blank. Uh, Pacquiao, Manny Pacquiao, good damn it. Yes, so, um, you know, that, that's something that seems to be floating around, and you know, I think everyone really just wants Connor just to concentrate on MMA, you know, especially if he's looking to um win the belt, you know, no one wants to see him win and then disappear into boxing, right? But recently, uh, Morris. Suleiman, who is the head of the WBC he had uh, some interesting news to uh, say right, and and it's a little baffling I do feel it talks on the state of boxing, but he said, I would say he needs to face and defeat a ranked fighter then he would be eligible to be ranked and to compete for a title. You know, and that just seems crazy, right? So you're saying, McGregor, just one fight, just one fight and he could go for a bell. Yeah, it look, and it's not to say that, you know, Connor couldn't be a boxer. Like, I think if he was to stop MMA... And go, right, I'm now concentrating on boxing. Who knows what can happen? But, right, if he is still doing MMA, you know, he he doesn't have the time to fully concentrate on um, boxing. But also, there are plenty, plenty of huge boxing fights that aren't being made. Right, so... You're you're not going to make all these huge fights, all these huge fights that are just there. They're just literally just there, right? But you would put someone, you know, from another sport in against a champion. That seems insane to me. And I, I think it just... It, it screams of the fact that boxing just wants to get eyes on it right now. Even though there have been some good fights of late. You know, we've had some good fights. But the problem is, you know, recently, you know, champions have, you know, retained one belt. And instead of instantly, you know, being like, right, we've now booked this champion against this champion. No. No nothing, even when, after the fight, oftentimes, the guys will go, hey, I'd like to fight blah, blah, next, they just, for some reason, the fighters are calling for the fights, the promoters aren't making the fights, not making the fights, which is insane, right, you you want to get people to watch the sport again, like, so many people have talked about the fact that they understand why people would rather watch MMA. Mike Tyson talked on the matter recently. So you'd think, instead of trying to go, okay, we're going to give Connor this, you know, title fight. They'd be like, listen, right now we're concentrating on having these huge fights actually happen. Unifying Belts so people can go, that is the true champion at that weight class, right? That's where the emphasis I feel should be made in boxing. Um, it would seem that Solomon isn't as much on that wavelength, but um, yeah, to be honest, I don't want this to happen. Hope it doesn't, unless Connor is like, Yeah, I'm retiring from MMA. But until then, yeah, no. No to a WBC title. That's insane. So this is pretty pretty big news, really. The UFC and USADA, the United States Anti-Doping Agency, have announced changes to um, the UFC's anti-doping policy right, so, um, it took effect from the 1st of January, and so now, fighters will no longer be punished if they test positive for um, marijuana, right, which is, you know, it's mainly the THC element of it, right, so, um, you know, that It's a big thing. And we know that, you know, I think changes had already been made. I think it was last year where, um, you know, they'd create, they'd up the threshold because people were getting popped and it wasn't really a lot, right? So the threshold was changed to, you know, allow people to be able to use um marijuana as a, a medicinal and recreational, you know, pastime, right, because a lot of people, and um, Jeff Newich, he, you know, he he understands this, that fighters are, are using it oftentimes so they don't have to hit, you know, like, stuff that's more dangerous, you know, opioids, now, everyone knows, like, op- opioid addiction is big, it's problematic, there have been documentaries, studies, everything, on the, the issue, you know, of, of, um, getting addicted to, to it, like, people, yeah, have issues with Xanax, Ambien, all of these things. But, all of these things are legal. So, um, yeah, fighters have been, you know, using marijuana as a way of not having to put those chemicals. You know, and potential addictive items into the system. So, um, you know, but. People were still getting popped, even though the threshold was up. You know, some people were still getting popped, right? Which, you know, is it's not great, not great. And, um, yeah, you know, so these things have changed, which, boom, it is, it's a good look, you know. Um, one of the things about it is. So now that you know un, under this new situation, if you know Marina shows up, you you don't get popped, you you know, your fight results aren't overturned, yeah, there's no no more issues like that. So it's really good news, but you know, there, there is still certain things, because it is still commissioned-based, right? So even though, you know, there's no sanctions from the USC or USADA, commissions can still issue fines, and, you know, they could overturn a fight, right? But, um, Novinsky has said that they have started to work with commissions, you know, he has spoken with Andy Foster, who's the head of the California Commission, you know, so, yeah, they're, they're, they're hoping to share the science that they have, and the knowledge that they now have, to, yeah, help inform the commissions, help the commissions change their thinking around marijuana, so you know, the commissions aren't still handing out fights, and overturning fights, and the like, right, there's, you know, there are a load of commissions, and the UFC, you know, when things are normal, will fight all over the place, Right, which, you know, we've seen with the unified rules and the changes that some have adopted and some don't, you know, so it's a case now of trying to, you know, see if you can get this uniform understanding everywhere, so then it doesn't matter where a fighter is, you know, the, the same rules will apply, now there is a caveat to the situation, right? So if a fighter is under the influence, then yeah, there, then there can still be um sanctions, right? And Vinci has said the um you know the indicators for under the influence now would be right if um, you know, if you turn up stinking of um, stinking of weed, you know you're slurring. He's uh, a far off gaze. Then that would be classified as under the influence. Because here's the thing, I don't really think marijuana, you know, helps you you know it's not giving you extra speed or extra set extra strength now for some it does help you i think it helps you tunnel down into things you know focus on stuff right now i mean it's not going to help you focus on loads of different things but the thing that you are doing you become more present you know it's not for everyone, you know, but some people have that, but even that isn't really, an Im- you know, it's not making you better at it, right, so there's nothing like that, but, you know, I, I can, uh, you know, it's probably dangerous, <laughs> you know what I mean, if, if you turn up and you're completely out of it, hey, you you might. Not um, be as quick, right? So, yeah, you uh, turning up stinking of weed after just, you know, smashing some bongs or, you know, I don't know, an ounce of weed, right? Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's not gonna be um, helpful. So, you know, I, I think most people understand that as well. You know, so if you were gonna blaze, it would be after the fight rather than just before. So um, yeah, I I don't imagine we're gonna see a load of people, you know, caught for um, yeah, being under the influence. I think we're gonna be fine on that front. I would say, but yeah, this this is, hey, it, it's always a good thing when you know, the, these policies are looked into, you know, because there are great areas around things, right, so, uh, yeah, it, it's a big step, and, um, you know, hopefully, um, yeah, you know, more things will happen, but, um, yeah, for now, you know, this is where we're at, you know, so, uh, yeah, it's pretty good, right, pretty good. Because we did see a few people getting popped towards the well throughout last year because of um, you know, take short notice fights, right? So this new situation will alleviate that. So that's all good, right? Um. Yeah, and and we'll see how they uh, move forward with things. So with the you know elimination of marijuana as a you know fight violation for fighters you'd think yeah things are looking pretty good right with um, the UFC but there seems to be more now this is very interesting right because um they are now looking into psychedelic drug therapy For the fighters, you know, as a way to combat brain brain injuries, I think that is, I mean, it could be revolutionary I mean, listen, if you've listened to, um, you know, Joe Rogan experience, there's been episodes where he's talked to people About um, ayahuasca and DMT And how that can cure people of addictions Right, so there's been a a lot of different research And work with psychedelics to help with certain things Because it, it can realign, it would seem, the chemistry in your brain Um, So, um, yeah, the fact that they're, you know, looking into this new, this new way of trying to help, you know, fighters with brain injuries, you know, PTSD, all of that, yeah, it can only be a, a good thing, right, and especially, you know, there was the article about, um, Spencer Fisher the other day, you know, and man, you know, it's always a sad thing to hear, you know, the the decline of someone's health, and especially someone that you you watched perform, to um yeah do some great fights and all of that, you know, so yeah, I it was sad, right now. It gets into the whole What should then be done Right, Because I think we've seen From sports Which have Way more money You know, have been around A lot longer than the UFC They don't really do much For their Veteran athletes So it is that thing of You know What happens once you retire You know what I mean but um, yeah, I kind of feel that this new, yeah, this this, this new kind of fault into fighter care. Oh, I think it can lead to some big things. Uh, i interestingly enough, it came from a, 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 a you know a program on HBO. So supposedly, there's a show called Real Sports, and it had a, a you know. A segment in that About psychedelic um, You know Remedies For, for brain um, Enhancements And repair uh, Dana White saw that And contacted Jeff Nowicki And said Yeah look into it We want to be doing this right which is you know what I mean if someone says that to you that's got to be pretty you know <laughs> pretty great because that you know that all right this is going to be a thing i just need to put the you know the evidence together all right so um yeah that that's what's been happening now ufc already um you know they do they do a lot of work Around um, yeah, brain studies. You know, so they um, they've been working with the Cleveland Clinic, the Lou uh, Ruvo Center for Brain Health, and um, they just gave another one million um, to that research. Which yeah, I mean that in itself is you know, great, right, because I, I think that research also then helps, you know, army veterans and the like as well, so then this new, um, you know, connection that they're looking to make with John Hopkins University, um, yeah, I mean, it, it can just lead to um, bigger and better things, you know, possibly... Um, Hey, imagine you just take away, right? It it can fix things like dementia, PTSD. That would be huge. And not just in the fight world, right? Now, so we have ex-fighters like um, Ian McCall and Dean Lister who have had big results, big promising results from the use of psychedelics you know so um you know it, it it can only um can only just be promising that this is happening right so uh, you know they they've um spoke to a few people right and um you know, John Hopkins have said, our research has demonstrated therapeutic effects in people who suffer a range of challenging conditions, including addiction to smoking, alcohol, other drugs of abuse, existential distress caused by life-threatening disease, and treatment-resistant depression. So, um, you yeah. know, that yeah, that, that, that's, you know, huge stuff, and, and stuff that definitely we've seen affect fighters, you know, we've seen fight fighters, you know, after they've retired, definitely fall into addictions, right, so, with this sort of thing, hey, it could alleviate all of that, so, you know, it, it it's not going to um, be a quick thing. You know what I mean, but I think you you don't rush into things like this, right? You have to kind of look at it, find out the best way to approach. Then it's about finding fighters, right? You know they they're looking to see um yeah what fighters might want to be a part of this, I'd imagine that, yes, Spencer Fisher, would be, um, you know, one of those people, first in the queue, to, to want to get involved, but, yeah, I don't know, we'll, we'll see what happens, and, um, hopefully, you know, big things come from it, man, you know what I mean, because, brain injuries, it, it, it can happen to everyone, I think they've said, you know, and people that, you know, no one really thought about Like even football players Soccer players That would be to you in the states You know, headering the football That Can cause brain damage Okay, so it, There's a lot of headering going on In football Right, so just something like that But I, I then think I heard that Even stuff with Like athletics when you're like running it's just fast movement so it you know brain damage can occur in all sorts of physical activities so yeah with these sort of advancements you know post fighting post you know athletic competitive you know, you know that can get fixed But then that bleeds into everyday life, because, you know, dementia is definitely a thing, memory loss, all of that, so, yeah, I I, I think this sort of research, it can only benefit, so, um, fingers crossed, you know, some big things come from it, you know what I mean? Okay so the waitings for the first UFC card of the year are done and a hey, great start because every fighter made weight you know what i mean which is yeah, always a good way to go and um yeah, the main event, Calvin Cater came in at 146. So did Max Holloway. So um that is good for the co. Both Condon and Brown weighed 171 pounds. I think the most notable thing here, really, I would say, is Carlos Felipe. He came in at 264. And Justin Taffer, 265. Now, that's significant, I kind of feel, because in his last fight, Felipe did look rather slow and lacklustre. So, yeah, I was thinking that he might be trying to weigh a bit less this time around, but not so much. So it will definitely be interesting to see how his performance is impacted by the weight, and if last time out was just a blip, you know. And um, yeah, he he's able to put on a you know more of a performance that we've seen from him. So yeah, I think that's the uh, the, the the biggest kind of takeaway, really. From these, um, from these weighings. I would say Jocelyn Edwards, she came in on weight, 135 pounds, for her fight against Wu Yanan, which is, yo, that's real good, because you remember, she is a late replacement. So, yeah, interesting stuff, people. Now, hopefully, hey, we, we don't get any more Issues and um, yeah, this is good to go for tomorrow. So um, the predictions will go out over social media. So um, yeah, we will see you again. Um, you know, when this is all done, people. But looking forward to Saturday. It's gonna be a big one.